I want I want to go back again to uh, elementary school, uh, New Chapel Christian Academy in Temple Hills, Maryland. The the day that I decided that I was going to act in the school play. Back then, we we only had the the Christmas plays, but um. What what was that like when I came to you and told you? Because I, I honestly I can't remember. Well, it was exciting. <clears throat> it was exciting for me and your dad, um, because of the type of person you are. You're laid back. You you know you you don't like to be the the center of attention. You know you want to just be by yourself. Um, so when you said that you wanted to, you know go you know do the school play. First of all, we was excited. Um, but <clears throat> nervous at the same time. Um, I was nervous because I wasn't sure whether or not you would freeze when you get on the stage and, um, you know, not be able to perform anymore because of, you know, lack of a better word, stage fright. Um, but you got up there, you did your thing, you did very well, and we couldn't be more proud of you. Luckily, I, did, I didn't freeze. No. But... Um... Actually, I almost did, because it was the second the second play that I was in. I almost didn't want to do it, because what was I like? I was like ten years old. Something like that. <clears throat> yeah, I was around that age, and you know, at that age, at that age, girls got cooties. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like. I think it was the second play where I had to play the husband. And I had to call the girl Sweetie. And that was, at the, at the time, that was the most disgusting thing to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, all through all through rehearsal, I couldn't get the word out. Because I was just like, <laughs> it didn't even sound right coming out of my mouth. Oh, that's funny. I never knew that. I never knew that. Yeah, and it's, especially with the... The girl that played the wife, we were already we was already friends. So right. It, it was kind of it was a little awkward. Right, right, and that's not the state. But, but, I did it. And you did it. Play well. went well. It did. But uh, yeah, it was a good. It was a good experience. It actually actually taught me a little bit about how to how to deal with entertaining. But I think that's where, that's where my, uh, where I want to, where I want to go into, where it's like the entertainment business, whether it's, whether it's sports or something like that. Or the platform, or the platform you're using now for podcasts. Yeah. It's just the the entertaining thing is because I know a lot of people, a lot of people might shy away from it. Mm -hmm. And I know it's this. Entertainment, entertaining isn't. It's not for everybody. That is true. Because everybody's not built to stand in front of an audience and perform. Correct. But I think at ten years old, being able to perform in front of a hundred people and remember every single line without even stumbling, that taught me a lot about myself with how. I can do anything. You put your mind to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it kind of translated. It kind of translated over into my sports life because I I know in bas in basketball I I get nervous. I'll get nervous before a basketball game, but football, football was different. Why was it different? Because I think it was different because physically. I was more developed than everybody else, so I was stronger than everybody, quicker than everybody. Mm-hmm. I probably wasn't faster than everybody, but I had enough speed. Mm-hmm. So it was it wasn't really anything to get nervous about because it's like I'm the strongest guy out here. Who can really stop me? Right, right. But in basketball, it was different because it's like I'm the smallest guy out here. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility that anybody could stop me, but in my mind, 
knowing the work that I put in, I'm the best player on the floor. Okay. And I'll always believe that in anything that I do. I'll always be believe I'm the best because I've always, I've always put the work in to do whatever I'm trying to do. Right. Right. And that's the way it should be. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I got, I got to ask you. I know you didn't go to college, did you? No. Well, I know you didn't. No. But what what college did you want to go to? Honestly, I'd never really entertained the thought of going to college. When Was it just something when, that you? When, when I finished 12th grade, I was like, I'm done with school. I don't want to have nothing else to do with school because that was my mindset back then. I didn't want to go to school another day in my life. And I was blessed to be able to come straight out of school and start my federal career. Um, So my steps was ordered in that direction. Now, whether or not God intended for me to go, I really don't know. But I just feel that he ordered my steps um, and I went in the direction that he wanted me to go in. And I have been blessed by having employment with just a high school diploma. So, you know, that's why I truly believe that God has really ordered my steps in my life. Um, So, you know, I never really thought about it. I never really thought about it. But that's why I I am pushing. I am pushing that you and your brother really go and finish because that's something that I didn't entertain. And I don't believe your dad entertained doing um, when we came out of high school uh, was to get your um, further your education and with the world that we live in today it is important um, that you do go and achieve some type of degree um, uh-huh. so no it wasn't for me but it doesn't mean that it's not for you <clears throat> right and I definitely I definitely feel you on just not just being done with school because I haven't been in college four years and I'm exhausted. Yeah, you only have a little more. But I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. Yes. I'm almost done. Keep pushing. But like you said, it's it's become very important to me to go ahead and finish because you or dad didn't didn't get that the college that college degree. So being able to be that first in our family to have a college degree very important has always been is is always been important to me right. But at the same time, at a point in college, I did I became very stressed out, and I came to you. I came to you about it. I was I was so stressed out. I was just like, at this point, I don't even feel like I'm in school for me anymore. Because college can college can do that to you, mm-hmm. and it was like I didn't feel like I was in school for me. I just felt like I was in school to be the first person to get a degree. Okay, but that was because that's what you wanted to do. It wasn't because of what we yeah. forced you to do. So I just yeah. want to make sure Looking that I understand it, that. But it, was just, it, but it was just like college. I I always wanted to go to college. Then when I got into college and I saw how stressful it could be, it was just, it was a lot. And at the time, I said what I said, and it was just, I was I was stressed out at the time. So um, let me ask the question: What made it so stressful? Um, I th- I think it's a lot of things that that goes unseen in college. Just it ain't go with just them dealing with with grades. It's you dealing with professors that just want to check you're dealing with uh you know you got the the financial aid you know financial aid don't they don't like talking to you mm-hmm. you know that but then it's the i'm not going to say i'm not going to say homework is a lot but it's just like constantly getting homework getting these papers on top of papers on top of papers and having projects on top of those papers and then having to do assignments on top of those papers on top of those projects is it can it can get overwhelming 
if you allow it to get overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But at that time when I I was I was so stressed out, but I don't I don't think I didn't let it break me. I don't think I'll ever let anything break me. Huh? But I won't I won't I won't quit. That's one thing I do take pride in is is always starting what I finish. Okay. I mean good. finishing what I started. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm already I'm I'm this close. I can graduate I graduate next fall, so I ain't got no choice. I can't stop now. You too close. You're exactly. too close to the finish line, so you can't give up now. Um, but, you know, this is just a test of what real life is. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to be easy, and you're going to have those difficulties even now as an adult. No, it's not college, um, but dealing with the work world, dealing with society itself, it, it's very stressful. Um, so the stress don't ease up once you finish college. So it's good that you're learning that now so you can adapt to it and learn how to deal with it as a young adult. Um, so you just got to keep on pushing. But most of all, you got to keep praying and you got to keep God first and foremost in your life. And you got to allow him to help you through those rough times. That is the best way and the only way for you to come out on the top of whatever you decide to do. You have to communicate. You have to have a relationship and communicate with God daily. I don't care how many times a day you do it, but you must communicate with him daily. So, you know, the the line of communication is clear. um, And he knows exactly what you want. He know it already, but he wants you to speak it. Um, So you got to keep the lines of communication with God open and have that personal relationship. And trust and believe he will pull you through it. Exactly, it's a good it's a good thing you brought that up because we had talked about this a few weeks ago when I asked you if there was a difference in having faith and still wondering if something will happen, mm-hmm. or is does that count as not having faith? Okay, and I that's really a hard question for me. And just say for me it's a hard question but um, what I believe is we believe in God we trust in God we rely on God and we know that whatever his will is will be done but the flesh in us however sometimes gets the best of us um, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I know God knows our heart and he knows that we don't mean it to be disrespectful in any way but the the flesh in us, we, we really want to know, okay, is this going to ever happen? Will it ever happen? But we still got to continue to know that if we're doing what God wants us to do, it will come to pass. It's not in our time, it's in his time. So we have to learn, most importantly, to be patient and wait on God. And that's when our blessings is going to come. Mm-hmm. We don't need to know when, he knows. We just right. got to stay faithful and believe that he will do it. Although we have that that little wishy-washy, well, I don't know. I don't think it's a, even a doubt, but it's just, again, it's, that, it's, it's just the human side of us having that, um, the question. It's not even a doubt. It's a question, will he do it? You know, is this going to ever happen? It will. If it's in his will, it will be done, but in his time and not ours. Right, because I, I can give you two instances of of both sides uh it was one where i had faith and it was nothing you can tell me like i knew i knew it was going to happen mm-hmm. well it was that time well if anybody any if anybody doesn't know i coming out of high school i went to Bowie state university mm-hmm. but what during my application process i actually got denied I got denied at Bowie, but it was like, it was a couple of days after I got denied, it was just some something, something in my mind told me to reapply. Mm-hmm. I remember. And as soon, as soon as I heard that, that, that little voice in my head said, 
reapply. That's when I started seeing. It was like I started seeing signs. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll be on YouTube, and you know how YouTube has those ads. Mm-hmm. But all every single ad that I saw was a Bowie State ad. Mm-hmm. Every commercial I saw was a Bowie State commercial. So I was like, let me go ahead and reapply. Then once I, actually once I was going to do I was going to my high school counselor to get my Transcript. my letter of recommendation. Oh, okay. Yeah, my trans my transcripts. Uh-huh. I went to her to get my transcripts and I told her why I was asking for my transcripts and she was like, I mean, you can do that, but it's not often <laughs> that somebody reapplies and gets in. So I was I don't think I didn't ignore her, but you were discouraged. I had a made my bit. mind up. Yeah. I had made my mind up that I was just gonna reapply and just see what happens. And then mm. lo and behold God opened that door. I I got it I got accepted. And the crazy thing about it was when I got accepted, it was the day before Easter. <laughs> Look at God. Like you think about that you think about that timing. Mm-hmm. I got denied, reapplied, and got accepted the day before Easter. Isn't that God? Yep. That but God. But what did she have to say when you took your letter of acceptance to her? I can't remember exactly what she said. I know she said she was proud. I know that she said she was proud. Mm-hmm. It was. I don't think it was much she said after that. I don't think she could believe it. I, I, that's why I was saying what was her reaction after saying that you can you can you can try, um, but you're gonna have those people that don't believe in you. But if you believe in yourself. And you know that God is speaking to you. Don't nobody know the conversations that you have with God, but you and God. People like that will do that and and just try to break your spirit. But because God is in you, you refuse to let her take away that testimony that you're going to be able, you was going to be able to give one day and look at you now. So you, it goes back to what you said before. Don't let people stand in the way of what you know you can do. You have to always mm-hmm. keep one foot in front of the other. Those that don't mean anything positive for your life, you, you let them go. And you just keep pushing. Following God's footstep, God is not going to uh, steer you in the wrong direction. Right, and that's that's no knock on Miss Owen. She was she was a heck of a of a counselor, but it was just at that at that point, my mind was already made up that I was going to. But here is my issue with that: as a counselor, you should be more forthcoming, or well, not forthcoming. You should be more um, trying to help instead of discouraging. Mm-hmm. You know, because sure. you're gonna. You're ultimately this this person is getting ready to go out in the, in the real world, and you could make or break them if they didn't have God first. Uh-huh. So people in that position has have to really watch what they say. Now she may not have meant anything by it, but the deliverance could have come off as wrong, and someone else could have taken it in the wrong way. Uh-huh. So. People that's in those positions need to really, really be careful and think about the things that they say out of their mouth before they say it because it can hurt a person. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, the, the other instance was, it's, it's actually about college where I'm sure every every college student has had that thought of, Dang, I I didn't been in, I don't even know how long I've been in school. Like, am I ever gonna make it to graduation? Mm-hmm. But it's like in the in the back of my in the back of your mind, you feel like you'll make it, but at the same time, you like, will this ever be? Is over? this even for me? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you always have that thought, is college even for me? Because everybody knows college is not, it's not for everybody. Right. Everybody's not built to go to college. Right. And that's not a knock against them, but I know not everybody is meant for this. Right. But, yeah, like I said, it was just, it was just one of those things when I was stressed out. I had that feeling. Well, I'm st- still a little stressed out, but I'm almost done, so. A little bit longer. Just keep pushing. Exactly. But, um. Well, and the, yeah, the other you know. thing that, you know, um, with. you, Okay, so you went to um, Bowie State. I personally, myself, I did not care for them. Um, but. Mm-hmm. I understand now that it's all HBCU schools. Um, so when you finally decided that you didn't want to stay there no more and you came to me and you said, hey, Ma, I want to transfer. Well, Aaron, where do you want to transfer to? Oh, I want to go to Frostburg. Well, where in the heck is Frostburg and how much is that going to cost? And you just took it upon yourself to just you went through everything you did. I didn't have to do anything as far as getting your paperwork and stuff together for college, you did that on your own, which was awesome for me because I had no idea, you know, being as though I never went through that process. I had no no idea what all was involved. Um, so you went through that and you went through it like a champ and then you got your acceptance letter and I'm looking at your dad like, what the heck are we going to do? He, gonna, he, he, leave, he going that far, you know? So <laughs> it was really a shock to us that you actually did it. And I thought... We kept on saying, well, he's going to change his mind. He's going to change his mind. Well, lo and behold, you didn't. But I can say, I can honestly say that I think you making that decision for yourself was the best decision that you ever made. I saw the maturity in your in you. Um, you became more and more responsible. Still got to clean your room up. But anyway, um, at home anyway. Um <laughs> You became more and more responsible, and um, you really, you really, really grew up. Um, and Frostburg is an excellent school. I really like the the um, office staff; they're very friendly. Nowhere near, no way near, what Bowie was. So, being a parent, um, with you starting from an HBCU to a non-HBCU, there is a big difference. And I'll let you speak on this. The teaching style sounds as if it's different also. Would you expand on the differences between being at Bowie and being at Frostburg as far as your professors is concerned? Uh, um, the teaching style, I'm not going to say they care more but I would say that it's more it's more structured. Okay. It's more structured than the HBCU. Where you you have you have a lot of HBCU uh, professors that actually care, and they'll actually if you need to if you need to slow down they'll slow down. But for the most part, a lot of them they'll just give they'll give you the work, just do it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. A lot of them don't don't really teach. They do well. They'll teach, but they'll do the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. They'll give you what you need to know and just study for the test and come in. But are they easier? But, which ones are easier to talk to? The ones at Frostburg. Mm-hmm. Definitely the ones the ones at Frostburg. And 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 that I think we we all need. Um, we need to look at the education system for our HBCU schools. So more of our young black students can go to HBCUs and be with their own culture. Not that we're trying to make it, you know, racist or anything like that, but just being with your own culture, it makes a big difference. Um, but, But it needs to change as far as the customer service or the, the, the interaction. Um, starting from the head of the school down to, you know, the lowest part of the school, you know, administration staff. 
um, it needs to change. It, it really do. Right, and don't don't get me wrong. HBCUs they are what you make it. On a on a cult from a, camp, a culture standpoint, it doesn't get any better. Mm-hmm. But on the administrative side, that's where all the work needs to be done. That's what I'm referring to. That's what I'm referring to. Cause like. There's there's no other there's no culture better than HBCU culture. Right. Like Howard, Howard, Bowie, Morgan. There's there's nothing better. But when it comes to school, that's a different story. Mhm. Yeah. But uh to go back to your point about me going me making that decision to go to Frostburg, I feel like at that point I was I was just at the point I felt like I had to make the best decision for me. Mm-hmm. And I know I, at first, I had, when I decided to go to Bowie, I kind of just settled for Bowie because it was close to home. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, I was just like, I, I don't even like it here. Right. So I was just like, I, I got to do what's best for me. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it, it helped me grow. Yes, it did. Being able to be out on my own. Yes. That far away from home. Yes. But, uh, yeah. I like Frostburg. Mm-hmm. But, um, I want to go back to you talked about what it's like being a parent <clears throat> and watching, watching watching your kids go through college. Okay. Go through college? What it was like watching them go through school. Okay. But like the milestones that they hit, the milestones that me and my brother hit throughout our lives, like our, uh, our first. Okay. The first time, the first time that we talked about the first time that I told you that I was going to act, well, why don't you talk a little bit about stuff like the the first, the first crush, the, what it was like watching, watching us coming to our own as men, young men, stuff like that. Okay. So, well, with you, um... When I first found out that you 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 were in a relationship, um, I had already peeped the girl, um, and I wasn't getting a good vibe from her. Um, well, let me back up. This is before you told me that you was in a relationship with her. Um, I had my own personal opinions about her in the very beginning, and it didn't set well with me. So when you finally told me that you were in a relationship with her, I'm like, Lord, why her? <laughs> Lord, why her? Because I've already I had already seen some of the stuff, and I didn't care for it. Um, I tried my best to be supportive and you know that kind of thing, but because you had heard me say some things about her early on. I think that took you longer to let me know that you were in a relationship with her. Um, so I kind of sort of think you held that against me and that's why you didn't tell me. Um, but, you know, it was like, okay. I mean, and keep in mind, I, I'll tell anybody, you know, being a parent don't come with a handbook. So you learn as you go. Um, so as a parent, mm-hmm. I learned as I went and I learned a lot, so it allowed me to be able to act differently when Elijah went and got into that situation. Um, but to make a long story short about your <clears throat> your initial relationship, um, I had seen a lot of things. I, I had heard a lot of things. You had shared some things, and some of the things that she had shared with you, I was like, that girl is lying through her teeth. But at that point, you were so defensive um, for her. It wasn't a whole lot that I could really say to you anymore, um, except listen and be quiet. Um, so a lot of the stuff that she was saying, I was like, 
The girl is lying through her teeth. My baby don't see it. Okay, so anyway, we went through we went through a whole lot with you, um, with her, and um, she put you through some unnecessary drama um, at some points, and it left me not really caring for the little girl. Didn't want anything to happen to her. Um, but it let, left me feeling some kind of way about her that I'm like, this is this. I just wish she just wake up and see what all this little girl is is about. I mean, can I give examples of some of her lies? Yeah. Okay. So this one example was <clears throat> I'm gonna give you two, maybe three. Okay, real quick. So this one example was. She was born with a hole in her heart. So then she ended up having to have an operation on her heart. She went in the hospital this one day. She wanted you to come visit. So I'm like, okay, well, Erin, we can take you to um, see her at the hospital. But you wanted to go with her mother because she said that her mother was going to come and get you. Well, I don't know this woman. I'm not going to let my child go off with someone I don't know. So I'm steady telling you no. You're, you you will take you because it was just right up the street from where we live so I said well me and your dad will get off work early and we will go with you up to the you know take you up to the hospital so <clears throat> by the time we got off I had called and told you I said okay Aaron well we're on our way home um, so are you ready you will be ready to go to the hospital so you said well never mind I said, I said you, you said no you said no you said never mind um, I'm not going. So I said, why? And you said that she's out of the hospital. She was at home. So I'm like, okay, this girl just had open heart surgery to fix her heart. But now she's on her way home. There's no way in the world they would send a child home after having open heart surgery. So to me, that was one lie. Another lie was she was in a car accident. Her, her mother was in a car accident. Her mother was coming down a hill. And she herself flew through the window. But she didn't get a cut on her. I'm like, Aaron, you can't believe that story. You can't believe. I mean, and you were really upset about it. I'm like, Aaron, there's no way that you can believe that story. Okay, so we got through that. So another one was, and I think it by this point, so much had happened that I think your eyes was beginning to open, but I still wasn't quite sure whether or not you, you know, you was not believing, you were still not, I mean, you were still believing her, but she said that she was adopted. Now, we know that this is supposed to be true. I, I, I don't know, but apparently she was adopted um, because her biological mother threw her down the steps or something when she was a baby and somebody came and you know the lady that's raising her now came and got her in and was keeping her but um right a little bit before you guys finally broke up thank you jesus she told you that her biological mother had died and then her and her brother was um going to go to the funeral they were discussing whether or not they were going to go to the funeral or something like that so i'm like okay so i kept asking Aaron, well when is her mom's funeral I don't know. She ain't never say. Another lie. That woman probably didn't die. So it was just, you know, just her, I mean, just lies after lies after lies after lies. It just, just, it was just, it just burned me up that you didn't see it um, at that time. But thank God your, your eyes opened up and you finally saw it. Um, but those were some interesting times. Um, it took our relationship through some stuff, but I thank God the love that we have for one another was strong enough to bring us through, and it brought us through together on top. Um, and she was not able to break that bond. Um, but, I mean, we didn't have any violent fights or anything. There was plenty of days that you was upset with me, didn't want to talk to me. And I'm like, okay, but that's okay. Um, in the end, He's going to understand and he's going to learn. Uh, so thank God you came out on top. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I think at that time, uh, I mean, obviously I wasn't thinking. Mm -mm. 
but I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. What it is is what it was was that young love. You were in love. This is the first girl that really gave you all the attention that you were seeking at that time or wanting. Um, and I wouldn't say you were seeking it, um, but because she was giving it to you, you know, giving you that attention, you really enjoyed it. And, you know, it, it became it became like a norm for you. Um, somebody really, you know, outside of my family, you know, loved me or uh, whatever. Y'all want. Oh, gosh, y'all, it was just sickening. It was just sickening. I'm so glad that's behind us. That's bringing up too many yeah. memories. Let's change that subject. Yeah, but uh, I think it was it was just one of those things I had to go through. Yes, you definitely had to go through it because we've all gone through it, um, and you learn from it. You you learn from it. Yes, it's definitely one of those things that that's homage to a lot of stuff mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. because. Um, now I'm the I'm the type of person I'll just I sit back and I just observe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially um how much dating has changed now. Ooh, yes. It's it's changed it's changed a lot yeah. now. Yeah. We're like well actually I wanna I wanna get your opinion with this uh this this talking stage. What's what do you mean? I well if if this is just what what I understand it to be. It's basically you're dating, but you're not dating. You're together, but you're not together. You're free to do whatever you want with anybody else, but. But. Okay, I don't I don't I don't agree with that. And my thought on that is we're either together or we're not together. There's no in between. So that would need to be that would need to be established when we say we're first going, you know, dating. We're 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 a couple. That would need to be established then. Now, too many we're not together. Finally, we're not going to be together because I'm not going to be going, mm-hmm. you know, the back and the forth. Um I don't agree with that because if you ever get into a serious relationship and you get married, it's not that easy for you to just keep saying, well, we're not together anymore. Yeah, you are. Legally, you are. So at that point, you know, if you're going to be in a relationship, you need to be in a responsible relationship and know what is up with your relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. I feel like one thing that I can't agree with is just dating. Mm Mm-hmm. Not meaning relationship, just dating. Which like means you're that you're open dates. to other. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's 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 what I can agree with. Instead of the the old the old knickknack, we not together, we are together, stuff like that. I can't I can't do that, and that's probably that's probably why I'm single now because I can't do it. So they like, do that now at because, your age. Uh huh. Oh wow. And it's just one of those things where I'm not going to say I'm possessive, but I don't like to share. And you shouldn't. It's just I don't. If I'm with you, I don't want you with somebody else. And I mean, that's that's your decision. But if you're going to be with somebody else, you're not going to be with me. Right. It should work both ways. But if and if like. That's why I was saying I agree with dating. Like if if we've established that we're just dating, then I'll I'll probably be okay with you going going on dates with somebody else because we've established that we're just dating. But can you <clears throat> can you can you separate your feelings if she was to go out with someone while y'all are just dating? If if we've if we if we've established that we're just dating. I'll be more okay with it than if we were quote unquote talking and we have these loose terms. Okay, wait a minute. So dating is serious. It's just the two. But in a... See, it's, it's different. It's different now. 
dating strictly means just going on dates. Just going on dates. Just having with a one partner person. to go hang out with. Basically. Okay. But it's pretty much that that getting to know each other stage. Okay. Okay. Courtship. Basically, like like from, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. But talking, like I said, you're in a relationship, but you're not in a relationship. You're together, but you're not together. It's kind of confusing. That's that's why I can't do it. Right. Right. Well, I I just all of that is just too much drama. We're going together. That means that you don't see nobody else, and I don't see nobody else. Once we mm-hmm. break up, if we break up, you go your way, I go my way. We don't make ourselves come back together, unless God ordained mm-hmm. that to happen. So it's mm-hmm. just, but we're not doing it two and three times. But that's right. that's 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 the old folks' um, explanation of um, you know relationship. But um, I I I just believe that if you can't be committed to one another and you're dating, that's what I call dating, then you don't need to be in a relationship at all. You need to continue to be single and mingle with whomever you want instead of saying that you're in a committed or a a serious relationship with anybody i don't think that should play a part at all you should just be a single person just out Mm -hmm. there just mingling that that's it Mm. right and it's crazy because because now it's almost it's almost as if Y'all aren't really together and, <laughs> until you got an engagement ring on your finger. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the crazy thing. And that's probably that's probably why why we got so many baby moms and baby fathers. I know it is. It's the ins and the outs of relationships. Mm-hmm. And you know you're trying too soon. I mean, if you're not mature enough to be in a committed relationship, don't have all these babies. And men, especially females, because they're the ones that got to have the babies and got to end up being responsible for it. So, you know, you just it's just so much. It's just so much. All right. Speaking of speaking of babies, I know you and you're a big advocate for, for having grandkids. Yeah. Sooner than later. Yes. But uh, I want to see what's the. Uh, What's your dream for grand for for your grandkids, my kids, or Elijah's kids? What do you mean? What's your dream for them? Like, how how would your relationship with them? I know you say, I know you you always say they'll be spoiled, but in what way? Mm. Well, it would be no different than the way we have tried to raise the both of you with morals and values, um, you know, and, you know, to teach you the right things. But if they pick up the phone and call either one of us, they come in with us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, they want to go somewhere. They're going somewhere. You know, it's it's those kind of things. And I think. I think it's because um, I think it's because for me, I don't know about your dad um, for me I didn't have my grandmother and grandfather um, that did a whole lot of interaction with me growing up Um, and now as an adult looking at other uh, friends of mine's uh, mother or father you know doing a whole lot with their grandkids I missed that growing up. I didn't have my grandmother, grandfather to do that. Now, had they lived, um, I, I know for a fact my grandfather, um, I would have been staying with him most of the time because I loved him. And I, I, I love my grandmother, but I don't remember spending a whole lot of time with her, although they were, you know, in the same household and stuff. But my grandfather just tended to. He seems like he did more with his grand, his uh, great grands, no, his grandchildren. Seemed like he did more with his grandchildren, um, cause I don't, I, I don't remember a whole lot about my grandmother. Um, I know she loved me. I loved her, 
Um, but my grandpa was my grandpa. He was my grandpa. Um, and I think because normally the the way I think I, I react is whatever I didn't get when I was growing up, I'm determined my children and my grandchildren will have. Um, yeah. I didn't get the love that I yearned for or needed growing up from my um, aunts and uncles. That's why I'm the way I am about my nieces and nephews now. Um, it it I'm determined that they're going to know their Aunt Pam loves them. Um, <clears throat> anytime I talk with them, they can tell you. I'm always saying, Aunt Pam love you, you know, that kind of thing. And it makes a difference for me. So, yes, they will be spoiled, but they will be spoiled in a good way, not a negative way, not like a crybaby. They will be spoiled, but not like, not like a, a brat. It wouldn't be a spoiled brat, but they would be spoiled. Um, yeah, so watch out. Right. And uh, <clears throat> I, I can relate because I know I never got to meet your mother. I did, I did get to meet my father's mother, but that was only for about two or three years. Mm-hmm. And you but got to meet his great his grandmother together. too. But you were so small, you mm-hmm. probably don't remember that. I mean, it was only a couple of times. Right. Now, I did get to meet his father, but that was one one or two times in my life. And that was but, near the end of his life. Uh-huh. But I, I can say that I was, I was around my grandmother. She was pretty much, she was my babysitter. For the most part, like those first one, two years. Well, she did a lot with you. Um, Aunt Cootie was more of your babysitter and Aunt Cookie was more of your babysitter. Well, Aunt Cookie was more of your babysitter. Aunt Cootie was more of Elijah's babysitter. Um, But Grandma Gertie, you know, anytime we was in D.C., you was at Grandma Gertie's house with her. Um, Mm. Whenever, you know, we went to the grocery store, she went to the grocery store. If we're over there, we would go to the grocery store. So, um, she, she, she loved y'all. I mean, she loved you. She loved all her grandkids. It's just unfortunate mm-hmm. that we didn't have her with us a long time after your um, mm-hmm. after your birth. Um, but she would have spoiled y'all to death too. And it's one of those things. I I never let them die. They may be physically gone, but I never let them die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why you look at you look at any of my social media, all of them say R.I.P. Gert. Mm-hmm. But um Yeah. So um moving forward, I know next week next week we got the election. And uh we all know how uh stressful these last four years have been. Very um, you see much of that changing in the next four years? I pray to God it do. I pray to God it changes a whole lot of stuff. Um, we need change. Mm-hmm. We need change in this world, and we need it now, as the commercial would say. I need it now. We need it now. There is... Um, the the only thing positive that I can see um, that's coming out of these last four years and actually is just beginning to come out for real, for real, um, where it's really hitting um, the world, um, really hitting the world is racism. Um, we're talking about it more. Everybody is talking about it more. And the more and more we talk about it, the more and more people that's not of color are seeing it from our from our point of view. They're beginning to see what we go through, um, whereas before, because it didn't really affect them and it wasn't really talked about, 
they really didn't focus in on it but now they are beginning to see it so that is a positive thing now what we're going to do in order to change it change the world and get people to stop just looking at the color of people's skin and get along as one um i don't know i i I really don't know but it is a really good start um and i'm praying i'm praying that once this election is over um we can get we can get started on making this world a better place um to live in um because we need it we 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 really we really need it yeah and it's uh, like you said it's it's important it's important to have those conversations very i know they 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 can be uncomfortable but very it's important to have those conversations cuz you you start with conversations and you, that can lead to change right and at this point that's what we need we need change absolutely and what we need to we, what we really need is for it to start being taught at home and taught mm-hmm. meaning loving everyone should be taught at home if we break that cycle we'll break that old mentality um, where people were raised to be racist people was raised to only love their kind we should love one another because we are all God's children. Regardless of what nationality we are, we are all God's children. And we need to start acting like sisters and brothers, regardless of the color of our skins. So we all bleed the same color. We're all going to die. We're all going to die, and we're going to all have to meet before God one day. So mm-hmm. um, I pray that... I mean, none of us going to be judged. Exactly. None of us going to be judged by the, by the color Without of our skins. skin. Absolutely not. And instead, we're gonna be, we're gonna be, we all gonna be judged by what's what's going on inside In your heart. our heart. That's right. That's right. I can't control what's going on. I can't, I can't control what color my skin is. Exactly. I can control how my heart is. Exactly. I can control how I treat people. Mhm. Mhm. So that's what um, you know. And I just said, you know, if nothing else comes out of it, um. I'm praying, I am praying that Donald Trump change his heart because there is mm-hmm. there is some issues there. I'm not a therapist and I don't begin to say that I'm a therapist, but there is some there are some issues there um, and he he needs to feel that he's loved. I don't think he's ever felt that he has been someone that I, I don't think he feels as if anyone really loves him for him. It's for what he can do. That power. I just, yeah. I, I don't, anyway. Um, yeah, that's my take on that. Right. But, um, yeah. We got the election coming up. I need everybody will vote. Yes, please, please, please vote. You got the right for a reason. You might as, you might as well take advantage exactly. of it. Exactly. But, you know, I'm I'm very proud of those, this world. The people have gone out in full swing and have been voting. Now, whether or not mm-hmm. they voted in the favor that we would want them to vote in, I don't know. But we just need them to vote. We need them to vote and vote for what is right for not one, but for all. Right. You know. Because at the end of the day, that's 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 what it's all about. Right. United. Exactly. You're supposed to be United States of America, not the United two different parties. Right. And I'm praying that one one of these days and one of these days soon, that there will not be two parties. Because, again, it's divided. We need to be one. All right. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much all, all the time we got for today. But uh, before we get out, I, have, I do, you know, we have, we have this tradition. Well, I started this tradition where I ask a random question every episode before we let you go. 
I have to know where your your dream vacation is. I would say my dream vacation would be Jamaica or Africa. I would love to go to one of those places, um, but that's way in the far, 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 far future after COVID is over and we're sure that it's okay. And um, but it would it would be Jamaica or um, Africa. I would love to, you know, visit one of those places, one or both of those places. You know what? Uh, you know what's what part of Africa? I don't. I don't want to go to any of the bad parts. Okay. I don't want to go to any of the bad parts as far as um, staying there while I'm there. Um, but I would like to visit those that are affected by poverty. Um, I would like to just see it for myself. I know that it's going to have an overwhelming effect on me. Um, because I will become emotional because just watching the the um, the advertisements and stuff on TV, it leaves me feeling some kind of way. So I know to see it with my own eyes would definitely be um, different. But I would not want to stay in the villages and you know the the real rundown villages and stuff uh, for one because I don't like bugs. So I I definitely couldn't do that. Um, but um, definitely I would I, w- I would stay on the outskirts and visit those less fortunate areas um, just just because I would want to see see it for myself um, yeah that's interesting but um before before I let you get out of here I'm uh when I start what started this podcast I um not only wanted to give people a look inside of my my world, but also wanted to allow people to put out what they have going on in their world. And I I know you have you have your your own little business, so wanna give give you the give you a little time to explain how that how that how that's going. Okay, so I am a paparazzi consultant. My business is called Pam's Classy Bling Things. Um, my website is paparazziaccessories.com slash join, J-O-I-N, backslash 329924, backslash. That will take you right to my webpage um, where you can shop online directly through our main headquarters, um, and they will ship your items directly to you. All of our stuff is nickel and lead free. Um, our jewelry is $5. Um we do have an upline of what we call Z Collections, um, and they are our more expensive jewelry, um, and those are $25, and they are nickel and lead free. All of our jewelry is gorgeous, very gorgeous. Now is a good time for you to purchase it um, because Christmas is around the corner, and because the jewelry is so reasonable, we're talking $5 for a necklace and an earring set. $5 for bracelets, $5 for earrings. I mean, $5 for whatever you want. Um, each item is, you know, costs $5. You can also go to Facebook. I am on Facebook and anything that I purchase for my personal inventory, um, you can go to Facebook and look up Pam's Classy Bling Things and join my group and you can see all of the items that I personally have in my inventory um, that's ready to be sold um, where you can avoid some shipping and handling if you're within my area and you want to meet somewhere and pick it up or you can um, purchase it um, and I can ship it to you so it's it's whatever your preference is but again it's five dollars um, for just the regular jewelry and then if you need some some bling bling some shiny stuff you would um, you can do our Z collection stuff. Um, if you have any questions or you need to reach out to me, you can always send me an email at Pam's Classy Bling Things at gmail.com. Um, that, that's Pam's Classy Bling Things at gmail.com. Um, and I would be more than happy to talk with you. I can also do virtual um, shop shopping with you 
Um, I can Zoom, do Zoom calls with you, do Zoom parties. If you have people that may be interested in um, purchasing jewelry and you all want to do a Zoom, I can do a Zoom conference call. So I'm here. If you just let me know what your needs are, I'll be more than happy to, you know, get with you and, you know, we'll go about our way on shopping. Um, but yeah, we have some really cute things. Um, so come on out and check me out. So yeah, y'all y'all go do that. Y'all make sure make sure y'all check out her her jewelry page. And while you at it, you might as well buy something with the holidays coming around. Absolutely. Get yourself something. Get yourself something nice. But um, that's all we got for today. So, mom, um, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to do this. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Always, always. So, uh, yeah, that was the end of season one of the A-plus podcast. And I promise you season two will be here before you know it. I promise you season two will be here before you know it. I cannot promise it'll be here before the year is out. But if it is not... Um, I want to wish everybody a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, and stay safe. We out. So that was my mom's and that was also the last episode of this season of the A Plus podcast. But um I do have something I have to get something off my chest because when I first started this it was absolutely no way that you could have convinced me that this show would have grown as fast as it has. But to that, I gotta, I gotta send a shout out to everybody that's in my corner, everybody that's been there for me since day one, my family, friends, everybody. But uh, before we get out of here, uh, I'm gonna leave you with my seven goals of life. If you don't take anything from these, these last six episodes, I want you to notice number one. Always stay humble. Always stay humble. Number two. And I'm going to shout out my, my elementary school teacher for this one. She said she always used to say, always maintain your character. Always maintain your character. Because your character, for the most part, is who you are. When nobody's watching, who are you? Number three, you don't ever stop putting the work in. Never. You never know who's watching. You never know who's looking up to you. You never know your your opportunity could be right around the corner. Just don't stop working. Number four, don't ever stop dreaming. Stay a kid. You get older, you mature. You go about your life. But stay a kid. You don't get those you don't get those times back. So stay a kid. Never stop dreaming. Number five, never stop wondering. You always want to find a way to stimulate your mind. Try to grow your mind. That that one muscle that can get you through anything. How you think. How you go about your situations. How you go through life. All the above, never stop wondering. Never stop trying to stimulate your mind and learn new things. Number six, save save your money. Save your money. Because, I mean, I know I, I've been a victim to it. I, I know it's, it feels good to have nice things and all the 
expensive clothes and all the expensive shoes, two, three hundred dollar shoes. But save your money. It look good now, but it'll go out of style. It'll go out of style. I promise you that. And last but not least, keep your faith. Keep your faith. Never stop believing. Once you stop believing, that's is nothing you can do. Stay believing in yourself. If don't nobody else believe you, you believe in you. If don't nobody, if you don't believe in you, I believe in you. So keep your faith. But once again, this was season one of the A Plus podcast, and like I said, season two will be here before you know it. So. Without further ado, I want to appreciate, I want to say I appreciate you all for listening, tuning in, and you'll be hearing from me soon.